Welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast with Danny Cordova and Danny Hoffman. And joining us tonight with this very harsh topic, forced labor. My name is Danny Cordova and our topic is forced labor and its benefits to the economy. Today we will be interviewing the Director General of the ILO, the International Labor Organization. The ILO has recently celebrated their 100th year anniversary in 2019. He and his team have played a big role in the Great Depression. This is Caden Hoffman. I just want to thank you, Mr. Ryder, for being here today to talk with us about how you feel about forced labor. Forced labor is very harsh, but do you think it is beneficial even though it can kill people? The author of the article called Global Forced Labor cites that, quote, forced labor in the global private economy generates illegal profits of $150 billion per year, 89 billion pounds, three times more than previously thought, end quote. What are your thoughts about this? This study that my team and I have taken that shows the understanding of forced labor and slavery to a new level and called for leaders to redouble their efforts to eradicate this fundamentally evil but hugely profitable practice. What do you think we can possibly do to fix forced labor? If we want to make a significant change in the lives of the 21 million men, women, and children in forced labor, we need to take concrete and immediate action. That means working with governments to strengthen laws, policies, and enforcements, with employers to strengthen their due diligence against forced labor, including in their supply chain, and with trade unions to represent the empower to empower those risks. Thank you for your time, Mr. Ryder. Have a nice rest of your evening. Now we are going to switch over to the next guest we have here tonight. Daniela Shelby, the author of Don't Buy These Six Foods If You Care About Humanity. Thank you, Mrs. Shelby, for taking some time to talk with me tonight about the point of view you conveyed in your article. Forced labor creates a lot of necessities and resources for our society, even though it's not necessarily a win-win situation. To illustrate the, this idea, according to the article titled Products of Slaves and Slave Labor, for, quote, forced labor has been linked to the supply chains of many everyday products and commodities, including shoes, electronics, cocoa, and cotton, end quote. Is there anything else you would like to add to the statement? Yes, there are a lot more products that go through forced labor, such as tea, shrimp, chocolate, abalone, tomatoes, beef, and dairy, if not checked properly, can be a result of forced labor or even child labor. Why do you think people don't check to see if what they're buying was produced by forced labor? I believe that a majority of people don't really care to check if the products that they are buying are forced labor-free. The same reason that people don't care to check the expiration date on food. It's because people trust the companies that they are buying from. But quite frankly, most of the company owners are greedy and sometimes want to rip you off. Thank you for joining us, Miss Miss Shelby. Have a nice day. Now we're going to switch gears to our next guest, Joanna Edward. He is the executive director of Freedom United. He and his team strive to end modern slavery together. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Elwert, for taking some time to join us tonight to talk about this possibly life-changing topic. Our society hasn't been been informed of where most of our everyday necessities are coming from, so we just got used to it. As an illustration, the article called Products of Slavery and Slave Slave Labor says that, quote, Nestle, Mars, and Hershey all source from cocoa, from West Africa, where cases of child and forced labor have still have been discovered and still persist. 
end quote. Do you think that people would be willing to pay more money for forced labor-free products, even though it could change economy all over the world? It would cost consumers as little as 1.8% more per item to double the pay of an average sweatshop worker. A study showed that consumers would be willing to pay up to 15% more for slavery-free clothing. But really, it's just going to change the economy all over the world. Thank you, Mr. Ewert, for that mind-blowing information. Now we lean to the other side of the argument, and for that, we go to our interviewer. So now, with all the information and opinions that we learned, how can you argue that forced labor has not benefited the economy? Well, in the 60s and 70s, the price for slaves dramatically went down. They went from being the price of a pickup truck to a good Fitbit. We shouldn't be selling human beings for the price of a simple piece of technology. It's just not fair at all. Then the quote owners just get rid of the slaves when they don't want them anymore. So that means they just waste their money anyways. It would be more economically smart if they just didn't buy the slaves in the first place, which would also be a lot more fair towards the slaves. Thank you, Joanna. Tonight we covered the very serious topic of forced labor. We discussed if it was appropriate or not, and also interviewed some experts on the topic. Special thanks to our producers and experts here with us. Thank you, Daniel Shelby, Guy Ryder, and Joanna Elwer. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast with Danny Cordova and Ken Hoffman.